and welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Listening to uh, people who are listening. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. We're off the rails. We've already been off the rails before we hit the record button on this thing. So Off the rails. Yeah. Off the rails with Austin Huff and Evan Leepak of the Goshen News. That should be the name of the, uh, like our, you know, like if we did like an expletive, explicit version of the podcast, we just call it Off the Rails. What do you think? Could make a fun thumbnail to kind of post. Yeah. Could be us like doing some off the rails stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of train tracks in there Goshen. You go. We could like go take a picture out there, like falling off the side of the rails. Like on the train. Yes. Yeah. We're going to stand there with a train coming right at us. That'll be great. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Okay. Works for me too. So, well, that's our show. All right. Have a good night. That'd be funny. That'd be just end it right there. This is a sports podcast. We so talked we about talk trains. About sports. We talked about trains. That's it. Competitive training. Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm pretty sure he was in some races, right? Thomas the Tank. He was a tank. Thomas the Train Engine. Yeah. No, Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas mm. the Tank Engine. I thought it was Tank Train. I don't, know. I don't think I watched that a bunch. My little brother was like way small man. My little brother was. We went to like train. We went to a train, like, um, like like, the band. No, we did. My folks saw train once in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like a train convention. Like that's how big he was in Thomas. Like we went to a train show. There we go. A train show. But then my parents also saw a train show, but like the band. So drops Jupiter, in her head. A a a. Is it hair or head? I thought it was her head. Might be hair. Tell me. I don't know. Did you sail across the sun? Wow, that was good. Did you make it to the Milky Way? Okay, if <laughs> anyone is still listening, we will talk about sports now. Um, busy week. It's a good call. Not as busy of a week, but a busy week nonetheless this past week. The weather is still uh, messing with things, especially yep. on Tuesday, the day we are recording this. Yeah, as of this taping... Like 70% of our Tuesday, May 3rd schedule wiped out. We were going to go to Fort Wayne, Parkview Field, watch a few couple baseball games, and uh, that's not happening now. I know. Very sad. And they won't get rescheduled for Parkview because of the field's schedule, so it's very sad. I feel bad for the kids. Well, Wawasi was going to pitch Grant Brooks tonight, so we were going to have a good show at least in the second game, but yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Everything happens for a reason, right? That's what they say. Sure. Whatever you say. Not good reasons. Yeah. Weather. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, uh, reflecting a little bit on this past week, uh, we had the NECC baseball, softball tournaments, and uh, Eastside. Good. That's that's pretty much my analysis from the NECC tournaments. We already knew their baseball team was good, but uh, their softball team is like on another level this year. It's kind of ridiculous. I yeah, mean, they're, they're hitting the ball everywhere. It'd be, you know, you kind of hope that they maybe make a run, you know? They're, hitting, kind of they're, hitting, the, play they're hitting the ball everywhere. Yeah, they uh, they won, they what, beat Central Noble 27-7? Yeah. And then they beat Fairfield in the championship, which I was at, 14-1. Yeah. And they won so, the first uh, game 5-0. So, and that was know. against probably, I, I mean, you could argue our best pitcher in the area, Westview's Alexis Antle. Alexis Antel, we'll talk about Abby Hostetler from Northridge here in a couple minutes because she's also very, been very good 
this year. That's why I said so, arguably. I mean, I don't think there's much of an argument, but uh, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. I guess we'll argue. We'll be like Stephen well, A. and Skip Bayless on here. I um, think Abby plays stiffer competition, usually. Yeah. And I'll see, obviously. But as far as talent, like the way they strike people out, and not only that, I mean, Alexis is a more all-around player because she's a, she's a menace she's the, a better at the hitter. plate as well. She's a better hitter than Hostetler, for sure. But, I mean, pure pitching, like seven NLC starts for Abby Hostetler, no earned runs given up. I mean, that's... They've only given up three runs in NLC games, all unearned, all to Goshen in their first conference game. Since then, it's been six shutouts in conference play. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, but anyway, NECC tournament, yep. A-side, good in baseball, good in softball. Fairfield softball makes a run there to the final. Um, you know, played okay against Garrett, destroyed Fremont, ran into a buzzsaw on Eastside. Fairfield baseball, kind of similar. They beat Garrett. That was a nice win for them. Hershberger pitched well. They beat uh, Kellum from Garrett, who's going to Ball State. So, like, that's a good win. Um, Fairfield kind of played well all across there. Lose a heartbreaker to Fremont. Fremont's also a pretty good program. Like, the NECC this year in baseball got a lot of really solid to good team to good teams. Fairfield, Central Noble, Eastside, Fremont, Garrett. Like, you could have four sectional champions there. They're all in different sectionals, different classes. Um Fremont could sleepwalk, I think, and win their baseball section. Although Blackhawk Christian tends to be good, um, and they draw them in the first round, so go figure. Um, we'll talk about sectional brackets here in a minute. But, you know, Isak is in their own sectional. Fairfield and Central Noble go at it in 2A sectional. Garrett is in 3A. So Fremont's a good, pretty good team in baseball. Eastside beat him 10 to nothing, no, in the yeah, championship? Yeah, Eastside did beat so him. So what does that tell you about? You know, the power yeah. that is Eastside, I guess. If Eastside's pitching Owen Willard, like, good luck, pretty much. Like, you know, that kid's a stud. He's good at hitting, too. I mean, people are going to talk about the game at Parkview Field against Prairie Heights where he threw a perfect game and hit for the cycle. Like, it's pretty amazing. Hit a home run at Parkview Field. Like, you know, as a high school player, that's, that's pretty impressive. It takes so. a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one home run this year. Is it Fairfield? I don't know if I've seen a home run yet this year. Like, not even at the softball games I've covered. Okay. Yeah, I've seen one softball home run, too. Yeah. Is that a power shortage or something? Power outage. Power shortage. Power outage. Um, Goshen College softball, I saw a couple home runs, too. Yeah. They have some power in their lineup. Yeah. Crossroads League Tournament. Goshen College this week. Shameless plug. There's there's a preview story. Go look at it. We'll talk. We can talk about it here in a couple minutes. Um, so yeah, NECC. We're we're kind of chilling, you know. We're done. Like they're they're. We ha- we're supposed to have Fairfield East Side today in baseball and softball again. Uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature got involved. It would have been a great ba- pitching matchup. Was supposed to be Willard versus Hershberger in baseball. Would have been nice. So not happening though. Not mm-hmm. happening today. So. It is what it is. Uh, Northern Lakes Conference, the NLC. Northridge runs the day still on both sides, softball, baseball. And uh, Abby Hostetler continues to be the most dominant 
pitcher probably not I wouldn't say in our area because there's a girl from South Bend St. Joseph who has a zero ERA the whole season like literally the whole season is that good it's pretty good um but she's in the conversation you know Hostetler is one of the best players in our area Northridge has to feel pretty confident every time she grabs the ball like that they're gonna win or be able to win the game as long as they score like three runs the only game that they've lost when she pitched was 2-1 to Penn so it wasn't like Hostetler struggled, you know? It's just all about run support. It really is, so. So. Yeah. We could talk about Goshen softball. Goshen softball? They were supposed what to. What a week. They are supposed to play Northridge. They play tomorrow, yeah? It's tomorrow. So. Tomorrow. Wednesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you tomorrow. <laughs> Not a Star Wars fan, but I get it. I follow, I follow what you're putting down. Thank you. But, uh, you know, Ty- Goshen softball. Ty- Did you have a point about Goshen softball? You brought them up. We're continuing to talk about the NLC. Yeah. Well, I thought you had a point. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, they played so and so this past week. Well, they went three and two this week. And then they beat Northwood last night in extras. So they played six straight NLC games and uh, four and two across those games. Combine that with their first game against Northridge and their four and three in conference. So. Eight four overall, and spoiler. Tyra Markham. She's one of our nominees for uh, Goshen Athlete of the Week. Goshen News Athlete of the Week. Yes. So uh, watch out for that. We had a, we had a lot of good um, nominees this week. I thought. I think. Do we ever have bad nominees? Sometimes it's like you know, some weeks the performances slimmer. aren't yeah. as good as other weeks. Slim Pickens a little bit, yeah. But. Uh, Happy to see some of the Goshen area voters mm-hmm. it's a very, get out it's a, a little bit. It's a very competitive vote. Mm-hmm. So we'll over see what a thousand happens. votes so far as of as of this recording. Yeah, That's thank good. you, thank you for voting. It's a lot of votes. Yeah. It's anytime, making... anytime we get four digits, we're happy with it. Yep. So yeah, pretty much. You know, that's a good number to shoot for. Eight hundred or higher. Like I'll take that. That's fun. It means people are coming back. It's nice to see like the number of people who voted twice. You can track that. That's kind of cool to see. Um, yeah. So they're they got a big game Wednesday, as of now on paper against Northridge. You know, kind of keep their NLC championship hopes alive. I mean, they've already lost three conference games, so I don't think they're gonna. I mean, Northridge would have to really collapse. The team I don't that see is, that. Happening. The team that is really chasing Northridge for the NLC title in softball is Concord. 6-1 and one in the conference. Only loss was to Northridge, obviously. 3 nothing, And they, I mean, they played well in that game. They just couldn't get any offense going against Hostetler. It's like so, the only game they haven't got any offense going. Right. Because they Every just other game they score a tear ton. it up. They tear it up. 23 nothing the other night. Yeah. Over, over Wawasee. Wawasee did not pitch their uh, ace pitcher. Haley Allen, but still, I would 23 hope, I would runs. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 23, 23 runs, insane. Yeah. If Concord had scored 23 runs against her, they would have at least scored a few runs against Abby Hostetler. You would think. Yeah. I mean, that would make so. Abby Hostetler look even better, right? If like they, if Concord scored 23 runs off Allen and then Hostetler held them to zero, that'd be like, be wow. Even bigger argument to why yeah. she's better than... Uh, Alexis Anto. Even though I'm still not on that train fully. I think it's pretty even. But No, I think they're pretty even too. I just I just give the nod to, to Host Adler. Well. 
No one, no one needs a nod. Everyone can just be, you know, they both get nods. <laughs> How about that? Participation <laughs> award? Yeah. That's, that's our favorite. This is the lamest version of first take I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Um, yeah, Concord, man, they are they're playing well. They are 6-1 uh, and one in the conference, like I said. And they're playing well overall. So they could be a team, you know, come sectional time. You know, they got a nice draw. They play uh, Elkhart, I believe. I'm gonna pull up the uh, the draws. We gonna talk about the draw. Let's talk about the draws. We can talk about the softball draws. softball and baseball sectional pairings were released by the Indiana High School Athletic Association on Sunday. It says Concord is playing Warsaw. Warsaw, sorry, Warsaw. No pitching, no pitching whatsoever. They are one and six in the NLC. Um, so that's a nice draw for Concord. Goshen gets Northridge in the opener, and the winner of that game plays Elkhart. So Goshen's like, thanks, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, why yeah. couldn't we have gotten Elkhart? Yeah, or or Warsaw, either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Elkhart a, gets the bye, of course. So it, uh, <laughs> whoever wins Goshen Northridge that first game, probably the favorite to beat Elkhart. And then, you know. Probably get a Concord, Goshen, slash Northridge sectional final there. Yeah, I would means, imagine. Means, means that uh, we'll get a, a regional host out of one of those three. Whoever wins that sectional will host regional. So, as an even-numbered re, uh, sectional winner. That'd be exciting. Wouldn't have to travel. Class, the Class 3A sectional 21 softball. A um, lot of gross, not going to lie. A lot of, lot of not great teams. No offense to our coverage area uh, new, uh, groups. West Noble Northwood, first game. Uh, winner of that game plays Wawasee, the hosts. And then Jimtown Lakeland is the other side of that uh, bracket. So, Yes, sir. We can talk about Class 2A, Sectional 35, mm-hmm. which is at Westview. This one doesn't look as gross. No, this is a decent team. I should that was a strong word. Gross, Gross. Is a strong word. Yeah, so strong of you. But first game, Westview, at home, they don't get a bye. Sad for them. They play Laville, who they just beat by ten runs. Yep. So that shouldn't be a problem for them. Central in Noble in the second game of that day, playing Prairie Heights, and then Fairfield gets a bye. They'll play the winner of Westview Laville on that Thursday, and then yep. Bremen also gets a bye, and they'll play the winner of Central Noble Prairie Heights. Following that game on Thursday, so uh, we're looking at a Fairfield Westview match again in the sectional. Potentially, we yep. would we would have. They play each other on May seventeenth, I believe. So they'll play each other, and then the next week they'll play each other again, potentially in the sectional. More than likely. Put your money on it. You know, put your uh, put your mortgage. Yeah. Put my, your house. My mortgage. Put your life savings. Your house, house. Your mortgage. I have a house. Where's my house at? <laughs> Tell me where that's at. I'd like to. I'd like to see it. The one you'll have one day. Mm. Probably. Maybe. It's not, it's not guaranteed. Probably not. But you Never might have a house. <laughs> Never going to have a house. No. Um, yeah. So that was a, you know, the draws I thought were fair for the most part. I mean, Gosher Northridge and that softball one, fine. Like, it's kind of annoying. But um, it's still too early to really feel like, I mean, we still got three more weeks. It's just kind of interesting they came out now. It's more so for baseball, I think. Let's them set up the... Uh, pitching rotations for the teams so they know like 
okay, if I'm playing Wednesday, you know, Saturday, Monday to win a sectional, like, I can pitch my ace on Wednesday and try to get him back for, you know, and how do I, how do I set him up to make sure he's going to be able to pitch that Wednesday and be fine? That's right. the thing. So, um, it's all about matchups, especially in the postseason. You're trying to, you're trying to get your best arms on the bump for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if you only have one to work with, who's really the guy that you can count on. I would say scheduling this stuff three weeks in advance is important because of that. Yeah. So, uh, baseball wise, got some interesting draws as well. Um, that 4A1 over at Penn, you've got Goshen and Warsaw in the first game, and then Penn and Elkhart also in a first round game. That's a, should be, I mean, Elkhart's the defending sectional champ. Penn is pretty good. Uh, so that tends to always be a fun, fun game. Winner of those two games play each other uh, in the Saturday morning, first game, Saturday semifinal. Northridge Concord, the night, the nightcap, the afternoon game. And mm. then the winners play each other on Memorial Day. 11 a.m. is uh, when that is set. So, um, if you're a Northridge fan, if you're a Northridge fan, you love that draw. Love that draw. So, you can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. You're going to like look at it every night before you go to bed, and then you can sleep, you know, much easier knowing that. I mean, Concord is when they pitch Zach Padinsky, they're not bad. But if they're not pitching Zach Padinsky, or if you can score on him, like Northridge probably can, like, gonna be tough. Tough sledding for the Minutemen against the Raiders. Northridge, it feels like they're really finding that groove right now, mm-hmm. which means I've probably just jinxed them, so I apologize. Don't but sleep on Northridge. No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> say that. I, I mean, that's only if I say that, I guess. But um, I yeah. might take on. I might take on the uh, the bad luck there. Who knows? Hopefully not, though. I don't really see it. They've been playing fantastic, so I would expect them to be sexual champions. Personally, but we'll, well see. Well, yeah, Penn's very good. They didn't get to play Penn earlier. Oh, no, they did play Penn earlier. They lost. So, that was before spring break. Still going to expect it. Mm-hmm. Still going to happen. We'll see. I say we'll, they, we'll, they'll look, take, out, sectional, take out Penn. That sectional has been very competitive since I've been here. A couple years ago, Northridge won it. They beat Penn in the final. Last year, Elkhart won it. Kind of made a surprise run. Elkhart was still solid last year, but I think a lot of people thought Northridge was going to be able to win that one on their home field. And we liked their draw last year, too, when they got Warsaw in the semifinal with a bye, and then they lost to Warsaw. So you never know. It's, baseball's a weird game, man. Baseball's what, like, it's the hardest to predict, you know? Because you could you think it is? have a great pitching performance, and then, like, that's it. Like, if Concord has a guy go out there. And it's just like locked in, and you get one run. You can get a run on like a like a bunt, you know, single or whatever, and like an air. Like it's so fluky. It's so fluky of a game that it's really hard to predict. Same thing with softball. Usually the better teams win, but it can happen where like the tech, like the inferior air quote team wins. I love that you use the word fluky. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 3A, baseball. I'm going to enjoy it either way. You know, it's, it's all about the ride, man. It's all about the ride. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you got something important there? No, I'm just... My, my web pages aren't loading. It's very sad. Don't you so, hate that? It's trying good. to pull up the 3A baseball sectional. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. I typed it out Sunday night. 
And I don't remember what it says off top. The one in Jimtown? Yeah, Wallace C plays Tippy Valley. That's correct. First game. The game after that is Lakeland West Noble. It is. Winner of those two games play each other, and the other side is Northwood and Jimtown. Jimtown, heavy favorite. Heavy favorite, in my opinion, to win that sectional. They've been playing well this year. Yes, they've, they've beaten pretty much all those teams uh, rather comfortably. And uh, Northwood is 1-14, very much struggling. Wallace is 3-9. Lakeland, I believe, is like 1-9 or 2-9, something like that. 3-9. Um, 3-9, sorry. I was close. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bad sectional draw for uh, uh, Jim, for Northwood, first off. That's, that's tough. I mean, they got in the semifinal, but... Northwood's in the middle of a rebuilding year, bro. They are rebuilding. Cut them some slack. It's a rebuilding <laughs> year. That's that's an understatement. So, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Not a it's not a great sectional in terms of overall quality. Jimtown is really solid, and I think they're barring something unforeseen, like you know baseball being fluky, they should probably win that sectional. They're right. at home. Two A, two A sectional thirty five. Read that. Read that one through me. I, I am through you. Some, read that one past me. Central Noble is the defending sectional champion. They are. I remember. They you beat were there. They beat Westview. You yeah. were there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good game. It's close yeah, it was for solid. a while. We got uh, we got Fairfield and uh, Prairie Heights. They'll open up the action of the sectional on Wednesday, May twenty fifth. Yeah. Five thirty. Not, not tomorrow. That's what I was going to say, May 25th. It's in three weeks. We've discussed mm-hmm. this. I know. Uh, 5.30 p.m. LaVille. Following that game, they'll play Central Noble. Also on Wednesday. And then the winners of those games play on Saturday. And then Westview and Bremen also play on Saturday following that game. So mm-hmm. Westview yeah. gets to chill until Saturday. It's pretty nice. I would expect Hershberger to pitch Wednesday. Against Prairie Heights. And then you kind of have to, you know, hope and pray you get through Saturday. I mean, they have good pitching behind him. So, I'm not – I don't think they're that concerned. Um, I wouldn't – you you would pitch him on Wednesday? Absolutely. You got to get to Saturday first. But you got to – if you pitch him Saturday – Prairie Heights is not good. If you pitch him Saturday, you cannot pitch him Monday, though. But I'm pretty sure – If you pitch sure. him Wednesday and then you win Saturday, you're starting him mm. Monday. Yeah, because you're trying to get him in the championship game. Right. That's why, like, you got to pitch your ace. There's been times in this in this area and in general where you don't pitch your top guy first in the first game because you're like, oh, it's an easier team. Let's save them. And then you lose. And it's like, wow. Like, right. I will always go back. The Cubs, 2007, made the playoffs for the first time in a couple years. And Lou Pinella like pulls Carlos Zambrano after five innings of his first start in the NLDS. And Pinello was like, well, we're, we're trying to save him for a game four. Well, guess what? The Cubs got swept 3-0. There was no game four. So, great. We saved Zambrano for nothing. So, so stupid. Anyway, end rant. Um, Lou Pinello, Devil Rays legend. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and then we do have uh, Bethany Christian in the one ace sectional they got a nice draw they could be playing in that final on monday night or monday afternoon because i forget that that's stupid like that you got it i'm looking at all of our cancellations so still the notifications are real yeah seven teams in this one loaded sectional in class 1a sectional 51 it'll be played at fremont blackhawk christian 
is the defending sectional champion, and they'll play Fremont in game one. So right off the bat, Fremont, Fort Wayne, Blackout, Christian, arguably the two best teams in the sectional, going to be playing each other. Game two is Elkhart Christian against Fort Wayne Canterbury. Bethany Christian gets a matchup with Lakewood Park Christian. And then, you know, of course, Hamilton gets the bye, right? <laughs> love how, yeah. that, love how right. that works. Hamilton, when they get the bye, is like, that's that's when we need to be angry about the blind draw. Yeah. So, they'll, they'll, they're waiting to get destroyed by either Fremont or Blackhawk Christian. Yeah. And then uh, game two versus game three winners. So, whoever wins the games between Bethany Christian, Lakewood Park Christian, and Elkhart Christian, and Fort Wayne Canterbury. A lot of Christians. Those four teams, yep. whoever wins those two games will play each other for the right to play in the championship game that is on that Monday. Uh-huh. Yep. So. And so the final at Fremont is at 11 a.m. The one at Westview is at 1 p.m. Jimtown is noon. And Penn is 11 a.m., I believe. So different start times depending on where you're at. This will all be published and updated in the Goshen News when we get closer to that. Correct. So, with yes, records, sir. hopefully. Yeah. I try to track down records. I miss John Harrell. John Harrell needs to have a baseball website and a softball website. Yeah, I think we talked to him about that. He's like, that's just too much. It's just too know? much work. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what is John Harrell doing right now? You know what I mean? Uh, Enjoying right. his time off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's... That's high school baseball and softball. That's a long, that's 20 minutes of high school baseball and softball talk. Woo. You love it. You love, hey, if you love high school baseball, you came to the right spot. And softball. So, yeah. This is the place to be. You want to give a quick quick shout out to Goshen College softball? Plug your story even more. Goshen College softball. Guess what? They finished 24 and 26 this season which I looked back as far as I could, which was 2006. And it's the most wins they've had since at least then. So they had a pretty decent year, finished sixth in the Crossroads League out of 10 teams, which was tied for their highest finish ever, at least from what I saw. You know, I wish, I wish, I mean, because obviously they've been in this conference for a while, but I wish I could find all the stats. Couldn't, but that's all right. They'll play... Mount Vernon Nazarene, the three seed mm-hmm. in the conference tournament on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Yes. At Grand Park. Yeah, and over there in Westfield, outside of Indianapolis. So that's fun. They're going to play on turf. They're trying to make it more of a tournament setting. I guess they're playing all the first-round games there. Yep. But then the rest are at Marion. Mm-hmm. I don't see – I mean, what do you think? you think Ocean College can make a make a run here? That's their best year they've had. They have great support at the plate in the batter's box. They have some great hitters. Mm-hmm. But will the pitching carry them? That's the issue. It's going to take a lot. There's some really good teams at the top of the Crossroads League. Marion, Indiana Wesleyan, Mount Vernon. Pretty good teams. Um, I don't know. I think they. I think they're gonna make it to Thursday. Like if they, they'll double elimination tournament. So if they lose to Mount Vernon, they play in the losers bracket. You know, and if they lose that game, they're done. If you win, you go to Thursday. I think they'll probably lose and then win, and then because uh, that's what they do. They love splitting double headers. So that's mm-hmm. they'll be right up in their alleyway. Um, so yeah, I think I think they get to Thursday, and then maybe they. 
Like, I don't know after that. Like, they'll probably lose their first game there. Like, I, I think chalk tends to hold a lot in these Crossroads League tournaments. Like, very rarely does it not. So, chalk says they get to Thursday and lose to, like, Marion in the, you know. They still have, I mean, they have a win over Indiana Wesleyan. They do. And they went 46-8 and eight this Pretty year. Pretty good. Best team in the Crossroads League. Mm-hmm. So, I suppose, I mean, if you're basing it off that, you never know. But uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene is going to be a tough matchup to get past. They're 36-12. and 12. Most wins in a single season for them. They have a couple of the best pitchers in the Crossroads League. So, I mean, it's, it's not a great matchup for Goshen, going to be honest. Because yeah. if they stymie them in, at the plate, the Leafs have next to no chance of winning. Mm-hmm. So, I think you can watch the games online. So, CrossroadsLeague.com. They can find the live stream if you want to watch it tomorrow. Like people listening, if they want to watch it, I might watch it. No, we're just talking. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. If you need to write a story up about it, please watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, uh, that's just me and you watch it. Improv. No. Yeah, you want to come over? We'll get snacks. Yeah, I got Cheez Its. I also have Cheez Its. We could bring your Cheez Its over. Bring we'll, our, I'll bring my Cheez Its over, yeah. and we'll just fill a big bowl of Cheez Its. Yeah, I have the extra cheesy version, and that's all we'll eat all day. Yeah, I've, have- had, I've had the extra cheesy before. It's good. Yeah, the very cheesy. I'm not really into the extra toasty, though. I'm not into yeah, that. I'm not a big extra toasty guy, either. One of my best friends loves them, and I'm just like, I don't... How can that be your favorite kind of cheesy? There's so many Cheez-Its out there, mm-hmm. and this man picks extra toasty. Yeah. It's terrible. It's tough. It's a tough scene, man. I, I think I would drop him as a friend. Can't do it. Why not? That's not a good enough reason to <laughs> I drop mean, <laughs> I, I, I can think of uh, worse reasons that people have gotten rid of their friends for, so... Or you mean better? Yeah, I was oh, right. worse reasons. Worse reasons, right? Like <laughs> that was like a the, your cheese of preference. Yes, that messed with my brain a little okay. bit. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay, but anyway, good luck to the uh, Maple Leafs. Make a run. Let's um, make us come out to Marion for a championship. That'd be fun Friday. Yeah. Um, let's kind of try to get through a lot of the other um, sports from the week. Wasn't as much really going on with golf, tennis. Uh, track and field, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know midweek conference meets and things like that matches. But the weekend invites, all the most of the tennis weekend invites were rained out. Um, the golf got in, and uh, Ben Kyle thirty one or not thirty one seventy one. If he shot a 31, 31 through eighteen holes, that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, he shot a seventy one to win the Wabasi invite. Uh, Goshen set a nine hole record during the week, one forty nine against Central Noble. Um, congratulations to them. And, um, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty good week in general for some of the area kids. Braden Miller, I think we talked about it last Monday or last week, but he, he broke a school record, 31, nine-hole match. Yep. And then Fairfield picked up a big NECC win last night over Lakeland by one shot. So they're still undefeated in NECC matches, 7-0 and in the conference. That's um, – they'll – Puts them on track to win, you know, regular season NECC title. So, gotta love that for the Falcons. Yeah, gotta give uh, Braden Braden Miller a uh, pat on the back for coming in this year as a freshman and basically just dominating the whole circuit. Yeah, really. I mean, this guy doesn't miss. He hasn't really had a bad round from what I've seen. He's been right. super consistent. Which, when it comes to being 14, 15 years old and golf. 
it's such a mental game. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. Um, obviously, when you get into the state tournament, it gets a little, you know, tougher. The competition around you, everyone plays well. But like, I think he's got a decent chance to make it to state as an individual. Like with the way he's been playing, I think he's got more than a decent chance. I'd be I, shocked I, if he's not. I, I mean, I'm not gonna go that far. It's like it's a mental thing with me. Like our boys golfers are always usually pretty good for like our area, but then we get to the regional, and like like Brock Rushley getting out last year was kind of a surprise to me at least. Mm-hmm. So like I'm always like trained to be like, okay, well this is the end of the line for our golfers. Like Northwood girls have like. They've broken the mold for our area with mm-hmm. them going to state four in a row and having elite individuals and, you know, going to state in general like six, seven times as a program the last 10 years. Like, traditionally, that doesn't happen unless you're Warsaw, you know? But, like, for our coverage area, like, so yeah, it's a mental thing. It's like a mental thing with me. Like, I have to see it to believe it. So I will always be a little hesitant, like, oh, I don't want to get too excited because. Oh yeah, he's putting up great numbers. He second in, you know, the invite this weekend with a 73, 36 yesterday at um, Bridgewater Golf Course and that match over Lakeland. So, like, yeah, he's playing great, but it golf's a really hard sport to get to state in. Like it's that and track are the two hardest, I think, to get to state in. Just because of it, it's there's so limited spots. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the a lot meet. of individuals. And there's a yeah. lot of people playing. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll put my money on he makes it. Uh, though from Just from what I've seen, he'd have to really just like start going downhill for me to be like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. So. And then in golf's a, a, a fickle game. Where you, could have, you could be great all year and have one bad round and that's it. You know, or the course layout that you play is, you know, just doesn't suit your game. Mm-hmm. You know, and you shoot, even if he shoots like a 78 or a 79, like that might not get out to state. It's a, still a great round, but that might not make it to state. He's going to have to shoot 73, 74, 75 to get out. Like that's just how, that's the nature of the beast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to watch him. I'm intrigued to see what the Goshen team does um, with AR um, in the NLC coming up here with Warsaw. Playing well. Northridge played well at the Hall of Fame invite. They beat Warsaw at this Hall of Fame invite over the weekend in Peru. So, NLC, once again, going to be very competitive in uh, boys golf. Another year, another competitive year. Yeah. Another year, another competitive year. And I think it's going to be very competitive in girls tennis, too. Segway right there. Girls tennis, NLC right now. You have Northwood with one loss. Northridge with one loss. Warsaw with one loss. Plymouth is hanging around. Wallace C's number one player, Kaya Farrington, is very good. You have, um, like, those four plus Kaya Farrington. The, the NLC meet in a couple of weeks will be wide open. It feels very competitive. Northridge girls, they played Penn tough. They only lost 3-2. Um, and Penn's ranked 12th in the state, you know? So, that's a great effort from Northridge Monday night against a very good Penn team. Austin Kreisner. Christner. Christner. <laughs> he does a great job, especially this season, because he lost a lot of great pieces from the team that made that run a year ago. So give props to him. He deserves a he deserves a clap. I'm not gonna clap into the mic. Cause uh 
That might have picked up. I went very quiet, (laughs) and I can hear it. So okay, good. Just note to self: don't even like baby clap. Don't even do that. Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the girls' tennis was kind of all affected this over over the weekend for the rain. I mean, Fairfield won a couple matches during the week. They're still very good. Mm -hmm. You're hoping that undefeated, undefeated, in fact. Yes, I have no idea how good. Angola is in girls tennis. We're gonna like when they play each other, that'll be like the litmus test, you know. But as of now, them and Northridge are the regional favorites in my mind. No love for Northwood. Northwood's playing well too. They're gonna get out of that section. Well, they're in that sectional with Fairfield, so it's tough. Yeah. Fairfield, Northwood, Goshen, Bethany. They've had a great season though. They have kind had of, a really kind good of a season. bounce back season. It's going to be a tough. That'll be a fun match because you know we, you were there. Northwood played Fairfield in the first match of the season for both teams. It was three two competitive. Yep. So now that you're going to have you know five six weeks of playing under your belt, maybe that it looks a little better, and maybe Northwood's figured some things out. You never know. Get, so get that rematch. One match goes differently than the other, and then boom. Right. Pa- Panthers are moving on. Yeah. So. That'll be interesting, I think, to, to monitor. We're getting into conference tournament week, I believe, next week. Yeah. How about Fairfield sports, man? We're always Fairfield. like we're always like Northridge, man. They're good at Fairfield's everything, but this just right this there. spring sports season, baseball's good, everything's softball's good, pretty solid. Everyone's above five hundred at Their least. Their tracks are good. Yeah. Golf. So. Uh, girls tennis. Yeah. So They're our go. best small school for sure. Like consistently, even in the fall and. Typically in the winter, too. With basketball, of course. They did well in both basketballs this past year. What'd you say? <laughs> they did well in both basketballs this past year. I was like a tongue, I was like tongue twister. I'm like, Mm-mm. is he pronouncing words? Basketball. Is he saying words right now? They're playing basketball. So, yeah. A little recap of the tennis there. We have... I know and track and field. Track wasn't very busy this week, huh? Yeah, we didn't, um, didn't have much... Again, regular season, like midweek stuff, but we didn't have a big invite over the weekend, you know, where like all of our teams were at. Um, so we're, you know, we're kind of barreling toward championship season, which kind of begins Friday. The Kelly Relays at Concord, um, always a fun event. And, uh, and then the Goshen Girls Relays on Saturday. And uh, Carl Weaver will be the honorary referee at that one. So, congratulations, Carl. Third person ever to be the honorary referee at both the boys and the girls' Goshen Relays. So, Patsy Kime, Janet Johns, the other two. So how long ago did they get... I mean, how does... They- Patsy, Patsy Kime was the first ever girls one in 1990, and then she was the boys one in 2011. And then Janet... Johns was the boys one in 2019. I forgot what year she was the girls one offhand, but it was like mid 2000s. So basically, it was like you wait a decade, like plus, and if you, know, you revisit some old candidates, right. well, I don't know if that's the case. So you gotta. The goal is to like you know pick someone who's been involved with girls track and Goshen. Carl Weaver was the girls track coach late 80s, early 90s. Spent most of his time coaching the boys, but he had five years there with the girls, and he still helps out at events. He does PA announcing and sectionals and the Goshen Boys Relay, so he's involved with the sport. So that's why he was selected, you know, for it. So 
it's a worthy selection, I think. Um, and then next week, NLC track meet at Warsaw, NECC girls at Churubusco, NECC boys at Fairfield, sectionals, regionals, state. Here we go. The last couple of weeks in May are, in fact, crazy. Here we <laughs> go. Like, Joker. Um, yeah. I can't then, believe we're already in May. Where's the time go? Remember, I mean, I feel like we're, we're sleeping. We were celebrating 2022, New Year. We're like sleeping. Yesterday. We're supposed to sleep right now, I thought. Yeah, you saw John Rothstein's. Uh, I did not. His Instagram post. It's no, like I a, didn't. it was like a cartoon figure of him with like getting ready for bed and stuff. It says we sleep in May. <laughs> so stupid. Very funny. Um, couple other quick notes from the local sports and the state sports world. Um, Darlene Matthew, she was honored at the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame this past weekend with the Silver Medal Award, which is given to someone who, you know, has made contributions to the game of high school basketball in the state. Um, no, I don't think, a, you know, you couldn't find a more worthy person for that one. 46 years at Westview, the first ever girls basketball coach there. Um, basically, you know, ushered in Title IX while she was at the school, you know, made it, you know, kind of grew it and made it in, uh, in girls sports in general. And then, you know, oversaw all the changes to everything. Was the AD, of course, when they won the basketball state titles um, at boys' side. Girls basketball made a state final in 06. So, I mean, no one's been more dedicated to high school sports, at least in this area, like for a longer period of time, really, than Darlene Matthews. So, I think that was a pretty easy selection for the uh, Hoops Hall of Fame. And now she's take, taken her rightful place in Newcastle. What was her reaction? Like when you asked, like, what's your reaction? Can you believe that this happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was she seen, like pretty hype about it? Or yeah. is she like, eh, it's whatever. She was, a, she was like, well, I was, she said she was like a little surprised, but also happy and, you know, honored and everything like that. Like, it is a high honor. I mean, you look at the list of people who have received that award. Like, it includes Muffet McGraw, former Notre Dame women's basketball coach, Tamika Catchings, mm-hmm. uh, former Indiana Fever legend, basketball Hall of Fame player now, Tamika Catchings. Like, right. you know, so there's some some legit, like, high up people that have won this award. So, that's, that's pretty cool. She's one of, like, 20 women, you know, to get the women's version of it. The men, there's also a men's silver medal award, too, so... Do they have like a shrine in the in the Indiana High School Basketball Hall of Fame for that? Like no, they have I pictures? don't think so. It's just like she's like if when we were there, you know, they have like the wall of like the inductees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she'll be in that 2022, like the 2022 section now. Sick. So she is in the Hall of Fame. She's a Hall of Famer. There you go. And also congratulations to Northwood legend AJ Whitehead. She was named to the 2022 Silver Anniversary Team. So the best players of 1997, 25 years later, she was named to the Silver Anniversary Team. Uh, she led Northwood to a state championship game appearance her senior year. She was the IHSA Mental Attitude Award winner that year. Um, she, I read it that she in her um, three varsity seasons, she went 68-4. and four pretty good. Northwood was wow. very, very good in the 90s in girls basketball. Very good. Steve Neff is the winningest coach in state history in girls basketball still. And um, 
They went to the state final in 97, won it in 99. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to AJ making the uh, 25th uh, anniversary, the silver anniversary team. I found out via Twitter that she is the head strength and conditioning coach uh, for the Wisconsin women's basketball team now. That's awesome. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. Wow. And then also, shout out, Skylar Carpenter, former Westview track athlete. She will be going in she will be going into the Indiana Track and Field Hall of Fame this summer. Uh, she won seven individual state championships in her career. Pretty darn good. A uh, couple three-time hurdle champ and also won the long jump. So she got ups. Yeah. Freak <laughs> athlete. She was so good her um, senior year that, like, her and, like, one other girl got second in the long jump, and they got third as a team at state. Like, that's how many points they scored. Two people scored enough points to get third at state because they won three events and got second in another. So, it's pretty incredible. She was one of our um, 50 greatest athletes of all time that we did that magazine a couple years ago, and then she was also in the uh, the greatest of all time athlete bracket that we did during the pandemic, early stages of the pandemic. So, it's too bad I missed that. Yeah. Obviously, she was involved in both of those because, I mean, seven individual. She's tied for fifth most individual state championships in girls track history in the state. Ready? That's quite a track record. Uh, <laughs> there it goes. Had to say it. Had to do it. I want to end the podcast right now. <laughs> and one, one, one last note from the high school sports world in the state of Indiana. The IHSCA has approved. Oh yeah. Yes. Billiards uh, no. and shuffleboard. <laughs> Billiards and shuffleboard are coming to Indiana. No. Boys volleyball and girls wrestling as emerging sports. Basically, they will be under the rules of the IHSAA, but they won't have like sanctioned tournaments yet. They need to have more than half of the membership schools to have an official IHSAA state tournament. So, this is a it's a big deal. This is the first time I I I don't quote me on this, but this I think this is the first time since they added soccer in the mid-90s that the IHSAA has added a sport of any kind, like, to its rotation. Everything else has been pretty much set, you know, since then. But they added soccer, like, 94 was the first year of Indiana high school soccer, which is crazy to think because the sport's been played for years before we, that. We need beach volleyball. Yeah, that'll be great. You gotta so, bring that back. <laughs> so... Uh, according to the IHSAA, um, 113 schools had at least one girls wrestler on the roster this year, and 42 high schools played boys volleyball, like club, you know, as a high school team. So it it's going to be a while, probably, but there's before hope. either becomes an official sport. I think wrestling gets there first. It all depends on when they would play boys volleyball. That that's a factor too. Like when are we going to play the boys volleyball season? Because you're going to do it in the fall. Like that takes away from football players, right? In Illinois, it's played in the spring. So and and, and you know the 
at the college level, it's played in the like late winter, early spring too. Like Ocean College has their season start, you know, late January or whatever, and then it goes till you know mid March. So it's got to be at big high schools though, because smaller right. places you're going to be plucking. Like, right? What does Fairfield do? Like, Fair, there's no way Fairfield could support a boys volleyball team, right? With all of its other sport, like. Think of all the kids that already play two or three. I put this out on Twitter, but like a lot of the schools that already play two or three traditional sports, like what, you know, what are they going to do? Like, okay, do I play baseball or do I play boys volleyball? Like if I'm playing baseball my whole life, like, and they're probably not going to play boys volleyball. I'll tell you that. I mean, for us, for our coverage area, I really only think the schools that could support it are like Goshen, Concord, Maybe Northridge, but Northridge has a lot of lacrosse players. Like Northridge plays lacrosse, they got a good lacrosse base. So are they gonna, you know, take from that for volleyball, baseball, track? Like, to me, I don't know if it sticks in this area personally. Elkhart, like if you're gonna extend it out, Elkhart, Penn, Warsaw, obviously can all probably find a way to support it. Um, maybe some of the South Bend schools, but like. It's gonna Mishawaka, be all, maybe like it's gonna be mostly Indiana, Indianapolis area schools, probably. Right, they're already playing the club volleyball. This yeah. is an indie school sport. Fort Wayne schools could get in. Evansville, yeah, Louisville area schools could get in. Like there might there might be enough at some point, but I think it's gonna take a while before volleyball boys volleyball becomes an official sport. Um. In the IHSC. I think girls wrestling gets there first. That's our, That trend has already started. Like, that's been going strong. Boys volleyball feels a lot more experimental almost right now. That's just my two cents. I agree with your two cents. <laughs> just Thank look you. at the numbers that you already put out. 42 to 100. I mean, 113 schools had right. girl wrestlers. Right. That's a, that's now, a bigger amount. Obviously, you got to have a full team, you know, for girls wrestling. So, that, that'll be... What's but, the minimum? Like seven or eight? Probably. For a wrestling But like team? in the winter, you know, not a lot of schools have swimming. Like a fair amount have swimming. Enough to obviously to have an IHSA sport. But like unless you're playing girls basketball, like what do you not like what is Fairfield what are Fairfield girls doing if they're not playing basketball? Like they could maybe get a wrestling team put up, you know, if they if they had the numbers, right, in the winter. So you, you never know. It's going to be interesting to see the next couple of years what where this goes. If they any of them get really close, there's a lot of excitement, and I don't want anyone to be like I don't want to temper the expectations and the enjoyment. There was a lot of positive reaction last night to both of them on you know getting approved, but the logistics of it it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Yep. So, <laughs> but hey. It's not my, not my, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, to be honest. Let's just end it there. Thank okay. goodness. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Quick, uh, quick note about the NFL draft that was this past weekend. Quick go. note. Go. Notre Dame. Only two guys. Two guys drafted. Which was tied for the fewest since 2017. Of course, you have safety, Kyle Hamilton. He was the guy that everyone expected to go in the first round. And he did, in fact, go in the first round, 14th overall to the Baltimore Ravens. Some people had him in the top 10. But uh, John Harbaugh, I think he was happy about him falling to 14. I mean, that safety room is already kind of young, so he'll fit right in. 
6'4", 222. He's like a a unicorn at the safety position. You don't get guys that tall and physical usually. I mean, you get guys that physical but not that tall. So uh, he can cover a lot of ground, play a lot of different positions, very versatile. So uh, he's going to probably, I would imagine he'd contend for a starting spot right away for Baltimore, even though, like I said, they have a couple good guys. They just got Marcus Williams from the New Orleans Saints. He's a great safety. So we'll see what happens with that. Should be fun. The other guy who got drafted, Kyron Williams, running back. He fell to the third day of the draft on Saturday, fifth round, 164th overall to the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. So good for Kyron, which he was one of, I mean, to me personally, Talk about versatility. I mean, he's kind of undersized, maybe not quite as fast as you'd like some running backs to be, probably. But he's really physical. He can block well. He has high football IQ, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, run routes. You put all that together, you're going to have a pretty decent NFL running back, probably. He has all the tools to be a good NFL running back. We'll see if they come together once you know we actually start playing here. But, uh, yeah. That should be fun as well to see where he kind of fits because obviously the Rams have a couple solid running backs as well already on the roster. So so he might not get a lot of playing time at the beginning, but, you know, injuries happen. NFL, Cam Akers, you know, he freaking tore his Achilles last year. I mean, he came back in six months somehow from a torn Achilles, but something like that could happen, happen again. And then Kyron Williams, boom, bumps up the depth chart, gets some playing time. So we'll see. And then we had like five undrafted free agents, Notre Dame players that are on and that will be at NFL training camps. Uh, Myron Taggart, Viloa Mosa uh, on the defensive line. He is playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) I'm just doing a lot of talking right now. The The Las Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I'll try, man. The Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt Heinisch, he's going to be a Houston Texan. You have Kevin Austin Jr. at wide receiver. He was signed by Jacksonville. Linebacker Drew White. He's a Washington commander now. And then quarterback Jack Cohn. Staying close by. He's an Indianapolis Colt. See if he can make the roster. You got obviously Matt Ryan in there now. He'll be the starter. But who's going to back up Matt Ryan? Is it going to be Sam Eglinger? Can't say his name right. Ellinger. That's not Sam Ellinger. No, it's not. Yes. No way. Ellinger. I think, it's, I think it's Ellinger. It's Ellinger. Ellinger. You said like Elginler or whatever. I don't think I said that. Sam bad. Ellinger. We're going to play back this audio. Sam Ellinger. It's Ellinger? It's whatever. A, I don't the think there's a Texas. Jew. Yes. Yeah, him. The famous guy who said, hey, we're back. Is that him? Oh, it's him. It I thought him. it was like some random like receiver or something. No, it was, it was it, Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. I just don't want to say it. You know, Ellinger. Why can't all last names just be easy to pronounce? <laughs> You're looking at two guys like you and I have hard last yeah. names to pronounce. Our, I mean, our last names have been botched enough, so we yeah. get it. We get it for the people whose last names continuously get botched. But yeah, so that was <laughs> yeah. kind of the recap from uh, Notre Dame's draft weekend. Uh, yeah. George Karloft is from Purdue. He was also a first-round pick. First round. 30th overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. So. And the home of the Chiefs. <laughs> if you've ever been to Arrowhead, you know, or watched enough of these games on TV now, 
where they play the anthem out of it. Yeah, they go the Chiefs at the end. What about the first overall pick? Like I don't even know his name. That's how like Trayvon Walker. <laughs> that's so like who cares from Georgia? It was Georgia? Georgia had fifteen players drafted. It's pretty amazing. Fifteen. Texas had zero. They're back. Amazing. Florida had three. Because you had one, two, Tyler Beatty, and some random corner. That you don't even know. I don't know. You could, How is that even possible? You could like be you, like Joe he Smith. He drafted, and well, you don't know. Because he like, had to be a starting defensive back. You would think. So. I didn't watch Mizzou football last year. I didn't watch a lot of them. I watched enough. Like, I watched when they beat Florida. That was about it. Of course you did. Yeah. I watched that last play, too. It was horrible. Yeah. I was, like, I was in, in Notre Dame Stadium trying to write a story, and I'm like, how am I supposed to write with this sadness <laughs> happening on my laptop? But you sound, uh, like, you sound like Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> how am I supposed to chip with this going on? <laughs> no, but for real. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this year you know, the tables turn a little bit. I'm not trying to lose to Missouri again, even though we had beaten you guys a couple times, two, three times in a row prior to this, so, this season. Mizzou is a six and five overall against Florida in the SEC, or in overall we're five and five in SEC games, but we won a bowl game against you in like 1970. So Mizzou football all time over Florida six to five. Again, for the record, Mizzou football better than Florida. Got it. How many national championships do you have in football? I mean, we we're not like claiming random ones like Florida. So what are the random ones? I don't know. Everyone claims a couple of random ones: Notre Dame, Alabama, Texas. Like eight teams won the title in 1959. I'm convinced. Well, Florida has three real ones that aren't fake. So well, I mean, you won him with <laughs> Mizzou, Tim Tebow, and Urban Meyer. So way to cheat. That's zero. Hey, we've won a couple bowl games. Okay, we won a couple big bowl games. You've been good in recent years, like the last twenty. Been yeah. th- you flirted with, you know, maybe... 2000, 2007, 2013, kind of 2014, but not really. Yeah, we've had we've had some really good high-end, you know, number one in 07, number five, up to number five in 2013. That was fun. My That's freshman year at Mizzou. You're thinking, wow, maybe national championship this year. <laughs> if they beat Auburn, you know, if they'd beaten Auburn... And then uh, Michigan State beat Ohio State that night. The sad, the sad Urban Meyer pizza game. So, the sad Urban Meyer pizza game. That's what it's known for. That's right. Anyway, he's sitting on the golf cart yes, with his pizza. Yes, that's, that was from that <laughs> night. Um, okay. Well, we're getting to about an hour into this podcast, so I'm going to wrap it up. It was a good show. Put a bow on it. Yeah, put a bow. That's subjective. Yeah. That it was a good show. <laughs> I think it was a good show. Other than us like completely fumbling over our words every once in a while, it was a great show. I'm very conscious of how I sound because I'm wearing the headphones so I can hear myself. Like, a little bit in the echo, you know? So I'm very more conscious about pronunciating like every letter and sometimes that comes off, off like I'm not speaking words. Because I'm very conscious, I'm trying to say the right words and I don't want those popping P's. We need a producer. So you can just focus on talking. That's it. Yeah, well, Sheila is busy, so... <laughs> well, we should hire a producer. You should get Steve back here. Maybe a Goshen College intern. Doug? Our publisher? Mark Collins. Mark, our new advertising guy? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason last night, I was thinking his last name was Cross. So I was like, oh, wait, no, it's Collins. <laughs> I called him, I called him, uh, or not to his face, I texted someone about him. Calling him Mark Andrews, and the guy responded, "That's actually the tight end for the uh, Ravens." But you know, 
It is. Mark Collins is a nice guy. Mark Collins is a nice guy. New sales guy. Sorry, Mark, for accidentally saying your name wrong in a text message. But Mark is a good dude. I'm excited to have him on the team. All right. And that Take note, us home, Evan. Take us home. On that note, thank you again for listening to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Me, Evan Leepak, and sports editor of the Goshen News, Austin Huff, will be back next week for another fun episode that will probably be a lot like this one because, well, there's not going to be... I mean, maybe we'll talk about a little NBA, NHL. NHL playoffs just started, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, but... We'll be focusing on another fun week of uh, prep sports, which is threatening. You know, some of it's getting threatened with the rain later in the week as well, but we'll find out. What's the word I'm looking for? We will. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. So, yeah. Thank you again. Bye.